Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll have this thing on here in a minute. It's on. Praise God. It's good to see each of you with us. Thank you for praying. I believe that prayer is the most important thing the church can do. Amen. And uh, that God, God works through prayer. Amen. Reaching out. I know that we got to hear the word of the Lord, and that's what we're going to do now. And I hope that you folks were just uh, not praying so much tonight. I guess that's what it was that you uh, wanted to hear me talk about. But uh, if you didn't like me teach, you all would just keep on praying. Yeah, so, I mean, amen. But uh, amen. We're, we're here to praise God. I wonder if there's any other people that wants to testify that something happened to them or during this week because we need to be able to see praise reports there once in a while. I mean, I, I, I think I heard Melissa was doing the greatest she's had in a while. I mean, she's, amen, I heard that a while ago. Uh, amen, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to give praise for all of that. Amen. amen. And, uh, we are, we are endeavoring to do our best here in the financial part of it. I guess Brother Harris was talking, uh, and I, I don't think I could say this is boasting. This is just God's blessing to us. But we are we're pushing on close to one and a half million dollars now that we've given to missions, Amen. outreach, Amen. and that there's no church in Alabama come within a third of it. I'm talking about United Pentecostal churches. Amen. We, we're a giving church, and God is blessing us back for it, too. And we, we're not giving away. We're just, we're just planting seeds for a harvest. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews. Amen. I'm gonna, I am going to take my time. I am going to quote a lot, use a lot of scriptures and read a lot of scriptures tonight. I am going to be very careful. I think say it that way. I'm going to be very, uh, what the, I'm going to teach the, the best of my knowledge and the best of the abilities and the best I feel like that, amen, and we're going to just read a lot of scriptures to make sure that, amen, that we're, uh, we're talking, amen, in the terms that God wants, amen, in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. We studied part of that. We'll just go right back through it a little bit and do a little walking into even the other passage of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of the doctrines of baptisms and the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgments. And this will we do if God permit. Amen. And I want to talk a little bit about those scriptures. Amen. I know that he, uh, he said, leaving the principle, let's go on to salvation. Let's go on. Amen. And uh, it is basically a forward march for every one of us, folks. Amen. He that putteth his hands to the plow and looks back. What does the scripture say? He's not fit. That's the King James, not fit for the kingdom. In other words, he says, I don't want nobody sitting in the pews of a church thinking, I wish I wasn't here. I'd like to be out there in the world. But I've got to be here because I know that I want to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. You ought to have your mind on heaven and forget about the world. Amen. Thank you very much. Praise God. The devil will challenge your faith in every step that you make for God. He's going to challenge you. Amen. It, it basically means uh, he, he's, he, he's, going to, he's going to question everything that you do. Amen. And, uh, and we say leaving the principle of the doctrine and going, going on and not laying again the foundation of repentance. How many have ever repented of their sins? I'm going to Folks, didn't raise your hand. You ought to come up here and let's pray for you. 
because you, you, you've either had a stroke, your hands are down, or you question or doubt. Amen. And if you've ever felt the cleansing power of God, don't ever let the devil cause you to question or doubt that again. Hear me? Amen. Don't ever let the devil, amen. He, 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 he passed sins. Now, I'm going to tell you, amen. If God forgive you and forget it, why can't you? I know you've got a good mind that you remember, but just remembering where you come from as God told you to, amen, amen, for, to look back at the pit where you were dug from, you know. But uh, that doesn't, that, but that don't question God's ability and God's work in forgiving your sins. Now, I can tell you, I can tell you mega things, amen, that God has done for people that were praying and seeking the Lord for salvation. And they had, they had habits. They had circumstances in their life that was, uh, that was holding them down. They could not get deliverance or freedom from it. But when the Lord forgave them of what they had done, and the Lord forgave them, amen, of their sins, then the habit that they had was totally taken away from them. I prayed for a man one time. I was me and another preacher, but two of us was praying for him, and uh, and we prayed for him. And I've told the story here some years ago. Uh, prayed for him that he was he had been smoking for all oh, twenty thirty years, and uh, he wanted to, he wanted to give it up. And he told the preacher, I, I you know he was crying and and uh, well he was just really bawling, squalling, I guess at the altar, wanting to get forgiveness from it and and, and freedom from it. And we prayed for him, and he got up the next morning. Ate his breakfast, come out there and lit his cigarette up, and he vomited all his breakfast up. He was as sick as a horse, couldn't even hardly go to work. And so uh, he came back the next night to church, and he was thanking God and shouting how God had delivered him. Hallelujah, praise God. He didn't have no desire for cigarettes, nothing. He just was just, man, he was as happy as a pig in the sunshine. And so the next morning he decided, well, I'm going to just test myself again. So he uh, got through his breakfast and he lit up his cigarette and he took a whole puff off of it and he just back up again. It was, made him so sick he just couldn't hardly make it again. God's delivering me. <laughs> Whoa, praise God. He's delivering me. But I just want to check to see. And the third day he did that same thing and had done the same thing. The fourth day, That tastes just like it used to. He came back to church, went to the altar, and was able to pray God would deliver him. He'd already delivered him. I don't know what happened to him. But the one thing I can, I, you, you don't need to test God to see if you got forgiveness. Amen. Just believe and trust and thank him. And go on with your life, but don't don't get bound down by questioning Lord's Amen's ability and Lord's power and the, what he has, he has done for you. Amen. amen. Find a place and pray and stay there until Amen. Things are settled with God and settled, Amen. That you have know that the Lord is taking care. Hallelujah. Amen. It's better to have a sense, even to have a sensitivity of conscience than it is to have your conscience seared. Amen. And when God is dealing with you in something, amen, don't, don't just uh, be upset about what God's dealing with you. Bit. Why don't you do something about it? Amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to read some scriptures. I want to turn back to Isaiah. And it was, I want you to remember this one. Um, Part of this is what I've been, I preached on a week or two ago because I, uh, a couple of last sermons I've been preaching was because I was working on this Bible study and, and things, and these scriptures were very, uh, very uh, much in my, my attention. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 10. 
Maybe I, 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 I maybe shouldn't read this right now, but I will read it right now. And you keep this in mind, amen, for this whole passage that I'm going to be talking about tonight, next Wednesday night. Amen. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 10, hear the words of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. For what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings and the rams and the fat and fed beast. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hands to treat my courts, tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations and sins and in, in, in abomination unto me. A new moon and a Sabbath is called an assembly. I cannot all way away with, amen. It is iniquity even to the solemn meetings, amen. And I could read on a little bit there, but that's, that's, what, that's what God was saying Amen. That's where Isaiah started his preaching, basically, the first chapter. And God was saying, I'm, I'm sick and tired of your going through the motions without the sincerity of obedience. Hello? Now, if you want to know, amen, this, this, is what, this is what the fourth, fifth, and sixth verses here Amen. has a tendency to, we'll be looking at that. But God told them by the law of Moses exactly what to do. And they were doing what God told them to do. They were offering the sacrifices, but didn't mean a thing. And I'm not going to dig too much here, but, but Coming to church is, is a spiritual application and a spiritual work. Amen. It ought to be something spiritual to all of us. Amen. Don't sit there, you know, and don't mean a thing to me. Y'all can worship and pray all you want to. Whatever. You've got to get involved. You've got to believe that you're doing something. Amen. Praying. You've got to believe that God's hearing your prayers. Repent. You've got to believe that God has answered your prayers. Amen. And you pray on until you know that God has answered your prayers. He's delivered you from whatever. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 4. Back up a few verses, chapters. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And I will begin to read it verse number 1. Amen. It says it like this. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. In the latter times, some shall depart from the faith and give heed, or giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience or their, their, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, and forbidden to marry and commanded to abstain from, from meats which, get, which God hath created and to, to receive with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Amen. So here, here is a, here's a Paul talking to, uh, to Timothy. And he said that there are some people that have departed from the faith. Now, I'm just going to kick on a few words here in a few minutes. But, but uh, we, we, we've got we've to have faith in God. One of the weaknesses of the church in this generation is, is faith. We all believe God can do things, but we don't believe he can do it for us. Amen? I, I've told the story, you know, I, I know we've got some new folks here, but I've told the story. I've, I was within five foot of this miracle. The guy was our neighbor. His hand was just like this. That's, it, was, it was just formed there. The only thing it was good for was to stick his pipe in to smoke. He'd get up his back and pick it up and then stick it in there. And he, he, it was there. He couldn't pull it down. He couldn't do nothing with that arm at all. It was just froze right there. And uh, he came up to prayer, and the, the preacher, the evangelist, was there. He said, do you believe God's going to heal you? He said, God can do whatever he wants to do. He can heal I said, do you believe that God's going to heal you? He said, I know God can heal. 
But I said, do you believe that God's going to heal you now? What If he wants to, he can. I, 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 I believe he can. That's why I'm here. And that went on for three or four or five different times. And finally, the man said, I tell you, I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to heal you. And it's up to your faith where you stay healed or not and remain healed. And I was there, and I watched him, and his hand come out like that, and he just, just like, like a startled, like he saw something he had never seen before. <laughs> and he come right back that way. And he started crying and said, pray for me. And he said, I've already prayed. Man died with that way. Amen. According to your faith, so be it unto you. And that's where, that's where sometimes we, we like, we like the, I don't know what it is about us, but amen, we need to pray, increase our faith. Hallelujah. Because the promise of God is true. And you know, I, I know I heard a preacher say one time, and I heard people just uh, ridiculing him for what he said. When he told the person standing there, he was being prayed for, he said, the Lord's healed you. Give him thanks and praise for it. Amen. By his stripes, we are healed. That's what the scripture says. And he was saying that by the stripes that Jesus suffered and died for you, you're healed in Jesus' name. Accept it. That's all we have to do sometimes to have faith to accept the promise of God. Oh, man, that's what we need to work on a lot, don't we? Amen. It's already paid for. Just go out there and get it. If I was to tell you, if I was to tell you there's a, there's a, there's a car lot down here that has a car, amen, with your name on it, it's already paid for. You can go down there and get it, amen, after church. You wouldn't wait. You'd be down there and get it and bring it back to church. Amen. Hallelujah. First John. First John chapter one. Verse eight. Amen. Now we're talking about right now pretending and there's sin and, and John's John said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, amen, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Enough said. Enough said. Amen. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word's not truth, not in us. But, but the Lord's already, amen, the Lord's already promised it to us. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, what was taking place, the, the Jewish people, and I'm just kind of building up what was taking place, the Jewish people were still offering sacrifices for sin. They were following the law of Moses somewhat, but they would, their hearts and minds and their lifestyle was not a part of their religious worship. Does that make sense? They get through to go through the ritual. But, but they really, they, they really God, God said, you're making me sick because you are performing a religious act without any spiritual meaning to it or spiritual efforts, spiritual commitment to it. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible talks to us about repenting from our dead works, it says. Because that was just the works. And that's exactly what, you know, we, we, many of the churches today talks about we're saved by grace and not by works. Amen. Because uh, the works doesn't mean a thing sometimes. Amen. That's what amen was saying. I want to read, Paul was saying to other, in other places, and I want to read Galatians. I want to read several verses of Scripture, past the Scripture. Um, but I want you to keep in mind 4th, 5th, and 6th verses. But Galatians chapter 5, 
in verse 19. He says it like this. Now the works of the flesh is manifested. He meant which are these? And this is, this is what, is, this is outside the realm of the Old Testament and, and the works of, the, works of uh, the law and offering sacrifices. Amen. They, these people are doing, doing these things and they're just works in the flesh. Amen. The sin, sinful things. Now the works of the flesh are, are, are these. Amen. And uh, they which are manifest adultery, fornication, cleansing, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, and heresies, envy, and murder, and drunkenness, and reveling, and such like. Amen. Of the which I tell you before, and as I'll tell you a time past, and that which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that was just, that was people that were doing the works outside of the Christian walk that they had. Amen. First, well, let me just read first Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, and I will begin reading at verse number 1. And it says it like this. Paul was writing to the Ephesian church, and he said, you, you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, which in times past were walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that worketh in the, in the children of disobedience, among whom also we, are, we all had our conversation in times past, amen, in the works of the flesh, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, amen. But since you have been changed, since you've been cleansed, since you've been forgiven, since you've been purified, amen, since you're walking with the Lord, these things don't, they're not a part of your life anymore. I'd like to hear another amen or two on that one. Praise God. Um, in Colossians chapter 2, or 3, excuse me, Colossians chapter 3, read verse 5 through 10. And here's what Paul said to the Colossian church. He said, you are to mortify. That means to kill, to, to put under. Amen. Don't let it get up again. Amen. Mortify, therefore, your members which are up on the earth. Amen. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Amen. And the which ye also walk sometimes when you lived in them. But now you are put off all these anger and wrath and malice and blasphemous and, and filthy communications out of your mouth. Lying not one to another, amen, seeing that ye have put off the old man, amen, with his deeds. And have put on the new man, which in, in, is renewed in the knowledge, amen, after the image of him that created him. Amen. We're walking with the Lord. Praise God. And uh, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And reading verse number 9. Corinthians 6 and 9 says, Know ye not that an unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, even are effeminate, or accusers of themselves with man, abusing themselves of mankind, nor, th nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revelants, nor extortions, and shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you used to be that way. Now, what we're talking about repentance, basically, the beginnings, amen, of getting ready for all that God, amen, has promised to give unto all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. This is not a part of our lives. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 6. Amen. Now, I'm going to talk about that. Hebrews chapter 6. And, and here's, what, here's what I read just a while ago. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance. Amen. Amen. From dead works and faith toward God. Have faith in God to believe. 
Amen. And if these things, again, I'm going to say it again, if these things, amen, is trying to rise up within you, you, you just go right back to the altar and say, Lord, I know you have forgiven me, and I'm not going to let them come back into my house because I'm worried it gets swept and garnished. Amen. Now, all I want is just being filled with the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then verse number two says, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands. Amen. And, uh, and, and each one of these, let me just read them. Amen. Of, of all the of laying on of hands. And uh, I think we read some of these the other night. Amen. The passing of the blessing on in Genesis chapter 48 and 14. Making an offering unto the Lord, amen, you, you lay your hands on that, amen, and bless it, amen, to give it to God. The ordinance of anointed, uh, ordained and anointed of Joshua, amen, uh, Moses did that. Uh, the imparting of the Spirit in Deuteronomy, amen, same thing, amen, passing only blessing, amen, and blessing children, amen. I think it'd be good if we all pray for our children and get, have them anointed of God and Amen. Give them to the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Healing in the infirmity, the laying on of hands. The imparting of gifts, laying on of hands. Amen. Matthew, Mark chapter 6, verse 2 through 5. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and 14. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Amen. All of these are a laying on of hands thing that Paul said here. I'm saying Paul. Amen. Paul said that that's a part of the doctrines. Amen. Of the foundational doctrines of the church. Laying on the hands. The resurrection of the dead. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to take a lot of time tonight on talking about the resurrection. Uh, maybe get some people to read for me. Uh, someone get Luke chapter 14 and verse 12 through 14. Who get that? How many's got their Bible? Who wants to read it? Luke chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Brother Paul Miller. Amen. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 through 8. Yes, brother. 1 Corinthians 15, and verse 12 through 19, and then 51 through 58. Amen. First Thessalonians, who's going to get that one? First Corinthians. Brother Harrelson. Amen. Thess First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. All right, Sammy. All right, Sister, Sister Tanya, Job chapter 19 and 25 through 27. Job 19, 25 through 27. Okay, I'll read that one. Amen. When we get to it, Luke chapter 14 and verse 12 and 14. Praise God. All right. St. John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Now, what we're, what, what, why I'm talking here, it's a part of the foundational doctrines of the church. And I, don't, I know that 90% of you know, or most of you do, that the, the Sanhedrin court was ruled by the Sadducees, Caiaphas and Annas. They were Sadducees. They did not believe in a resurrection. If you'll ever find the word Sadducee challenging Jesus, it's about the resurrection. He will always challenge them because they did not believe in the resurrection. Amen. And they wanted to kill Lazarus. When, when, when Jesus resurrected him from the dead and they wanted to kill him because he was a living example of something they didn't believe in. 
Amen. All right. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and 5 through 8. Was that where it is? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about something we're all going to face. Some maybe early and some lay late, but we're all going to face it. And I know that we all believe in the resurrection. Amen. But we have sometimes our faith is shaken because next three or four verses we talk about sometimes we kind of get worried about it. Amen. All right. First Corinthians chapter 15 and 12 through 19. And if All right. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse sixteen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Job chapter nineteen, verse twenty five through twenty seven. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 35. It says like this, and I think that's, I've got the wrong number there. Chapter 11, 11 and 35. Amen. It says it like this. Women received their, their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured and not accepting the deliverance that they might have a better resurrection. Now, I'll, all of these scriptures... All of these scriptures uh, goes contrary to some people in this generation now, just like it was back in that time. Amen. Paul was, many, many of these, most of these scriptures here were Paul's, and he was endeavoring to try to con convey to everyone that there was a hope of the resurrection. That's why we're living right where we are now. That's why you're here tonight, because you believe in the resurrection. Amen. Amen. And you believe you're going to be a part of the resurrection. Amen. And uh, I, I got written down here, there are, are 44 verses, amen, on the resurrection of the dead in the Bible to convince everybody that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. Amen. I, I, I can't explain any of that to you, but the graves are going to be open, the death, amen, and uh, and. and and of course, we, we can go right back to the Old Testament or Ezekiel and, and find out the whole army got up one time. 
Amen. Praise God. All right. Amen. And not only that, amen, when Paul was writing here, he said it like this. Amen. The doctors of baptisms and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgments. Now, now, now. If God is so good, why would he send anybody to hell? And we're going to read some scriptures on that. And there are some people in this city that they get up and teach it all the time that there is no eternal judgment. Amen. Psalms chapter 90, verse 5. Somebody want to read that? All right, Sam, read that. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. Brother Robert's going to read. All right. Uh, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 8 and verse 25, verse 41 and 46. Amen. And Revelations, who are going to read that? Uh, all right, Sister. Sister Horton going to read that. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 4 through 6. All right. All right, uh, just Psalms chapter 9, verse 5 now. All right, forever and ever. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 8. Beginning there. Verse 8. Said, who's, Sister Horton, who's going to read that? Oh, Revelation. Okay, Matthew chapter 8. I'll read this. Let me turn back to Matthew just a moment. And we will read. Doing a lot of skipping in this one. But Matthew 18. And uh, I'll begin reading at verse number 8. Now, I don't know, I mean, this, this, is, this is to help us, praise God. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 8 says, Wherefore, if any, if, if, if thy hand, of, and hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from you. Amen. It is better for thee to enter into life halt and maim rather than having two hands and two feet and be cast into everlasting fire. Now, I don't have no idea how that all these people can say that there is no eternal judgment in, in, in these scriptures. Verse number 28, or 25, verse 25. But for as much as he had not to pay the Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and pay, payment to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me for I will pay thee all. And then the Lord said unto amen, that servant, amen, was moved in compassion and loosened him and forgave his debts. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him, amen, a hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him, and took him, amen, by the throat and saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellows, amen, fell down and at his feet and besought him saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but when he cast him into prison that he should pay the debt. So when the fellow servant, when the first one saw what was done, they were very sorrowful and came and told their Lord, amen, all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all the debt because thou desired me. And shouldest not thou also had compassion on the fellow servants, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him unto the tormentors till he should pay all 
that was due unto him, so likewise shall your heavenly Father do also unto you, as you from your heart forgiveth not every one his brother their trespasses. Oh, you've heard that preached before, haven't you? Forgive, and it shall be forgiven you. Give, and it shall be given to you. Forgive, amen, and you'll get, the Lord will forgive you. Amen. Revelation chapter 14, anybody got that? Revelation chapter 14, verse 4 through 6. Praise God. Amen. This is the end of in end up of it all. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 3. Shall I read that? Revelation chapter 19 and verse 3. Uh, as this to say, and again they said, Hallelujah. And the smoke rose up. Amen. Forever and ever. Now, I don't read scriptures, a lot of the scriptures just tell you that one, but, but that's, that's the smoke of the torment rose up forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, ever and ever and ever. Means it don't stop. Do you get the, you get the understanding of that? Amen. There is no end to heaven. There is no end to hell. Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 10 as they say, and the devil that deceived them were cast into the lake, amen, with fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. If you don't make it to heaven, if you don't make it to heaven, you're going to be alive somewhere. And there ain't no other place. And it's an eternal thing. Amen. It's eternal judgment. Now that ought to let us know. Get serious. Get serious about salvation. Now I'm giving all of these for when I start reading verse 4 and 5 and 6. I just got through reading some of the, some of the that, that how in, in Hebrews, or excuse me, Isaiah God said, I am sick and tired of your putting on like you are a, a Jew or you're putting on like you're obeying the law of Moses and you're not even living right. You make me sick. Amen? So when we start reading the fourth and fifth and sixth verses, I want, I, I want you to know that amen, what, uh, what we're going to read is, we, is about people that didn't consider their Christianity worth just living so they were just going back to the world they were going back and offering sacrifices and that's, that's the very most important thing amen because they, they were going back to a false religion now could I just I'm, I'm just going to lay I'm just going to lay it out here right now amen you, you can read it amen and I'm going to read again first one two and three Therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to the perfection, laying again the foundation of repentance. Okay, that's the beginning. Amen. And, and, and from repentance from the dead works and the faith toward God. Repentance and faith to believe. God forgave you. Okay. Of the doctrines of baptism, we are baptized. The laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgments. Amen. And this will we do if God permits. Amen. Hallelujah. You can read into all of that. He's those first three verses and you can read the basically the foundational doctrines of the United Pentecostal Church. 
We believe in repentance, baptism, amen, laying on the hands, feeling the Holy Ghost, amen, and the faith toward God, amen. So the, I, I was just trying to, to lay a foundation, amen, that of the doctrines that you and I believe as believers in the Pentecostal faith, amen. And then, amen, he's, Paul said, this will we do. If God will permit us, we'll just teach on this and we'll talk to them, amen, about the foundational doctrines and then we're going to go on from there, amen. And if you will notice in this Bible, verse 3, well, verse number 1, it's let us go on to perfection. Verse 3, it says that we will do if God will permit us. And from 4 on, it is Paul never says we anymore. Verse 4, it says it like this. It says like this, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the power of the world to come, if they, it's those and they and them and they, amen, that uh, he's talking here, if they shall fall away to renew them again to repentance, seeing that they have crucified to themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Amen. Now, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this. I, I, first of all, why I went through all of this is to give you faith to believe in what you believe. By the scriptures, you know that there's repentance. You've cleansed your life. By the scriptures, you know that God's forgiven you. By the scriptures, you know, Amen, that God has saved you, Amen. And now, Paul is talking to, and I say Paul, okay, forgive me for saying that, but, but I believe that Paul was the writer of Hebrews. I mean, all the theologians can't figure it out either. But we just say Paul was, somebody was. Sound like Paul anyway. But Paul was writing to the church that was slipping from their faith. And they were going back to you know, Paul had a problem throughout his missionary journeys when he was teaching in the synagogues and when he was even in many of the churches that he formed, they were, they were always, and he had to go back to Jerusalem about this, they were always arguing about circumcision. They believed that you better be circumcised. It didn't matter what, what the church preached or what it taught. Amen. They had to, you had to be circumcised to be saved. And they also were here going back to or thinking about going back to and was because, see, Jerusalem was the, the headquarters of the church. They worshiped, if you will notice the first few chapters of Acts, they worshiped in, in, in the temple. And that's where they got most of their converts, right? People that went up there to offer sacrifices. And so the the, the Jewish people felt like they, they just had to go back and offer a cow, bull, or goat, or something, and ask, ask for forgiveness for their sins. That's, that's, what, that's what those sacrifices is for. You've you got to offer these sacrifices. That's what Moses' law said. But when they did offer the sacrifices, it didn't mean a thing to them. Because God said, I'm just sick and tired of you doing that. It's, it's just a ritual to you. It's not a, it's not a religion. It's not a belief. It's not a, you don't have faith in, am I making sense? I don't think that you and I should have any fear. And I know we all have when we read it. Have any fear of what these scriptures says to think that, well, maybe Maybe if I backslid or maybe if I'd gone wrong, maybe if I've slipped up somewhere or whatever, that there is no hope for me. That is not at all what Paul was talking to the Hebrew chief people for. Amen? Do you believe me? Amen. Praise God. And all that, all that I've taught this morning, all I've taught but up till now makes heaven more real to you and I and more, more precious to us. 
what God has done. And I, I've, I've battled over these scriptures myself years ago. And I, I know that there are people that battles over them and not understand what, what Paul's talking about. He is not talking about, amen, uh, a, a people that, that backslide. Because God is married to the backslider. Amen. And what I preached, what I preached, this, this is another thing I was preaching. I preached on Hosea. You know, God told Hosea to do some of the most inhuman, I guess I could say it. Personally, you know, I want you to go marry a, a harlot. And then when, she, when you marry her, you have kids, I want you to name them. I'll tell you what to name them. And when she runs off, go get her. Right? Bring her back. And Hosea had to love that woman regardless of what she was doing. And you say, brother, I don't, I don't think that ought to be in the Bible. That is showing you the very picture of Jesus Christ and his love. It doesn't matter where you go or what you have done after you got the Holy Ghost. He still loves you and he wants to bring you back. Amen. He pleads with you. Amen. And if you want to just read, if you want to get a little inspiration, read the book of Hosea. You, you, you'll get a good picture of how the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And how God loves you. Amen. He, he don't like what you're doing. He don't like where you've been. He don't like it, but, but he is not, he's not through with you. Does that make sense? The Lord loves us. I say, dare to say most of you in this room have been in, in the past, you've been concerned about these three verses of Scripture. And indeed, we ought to always remember, amen, how that we hurt the one that loves us the most. And what these are here for is not pertaining, as I say once again, it is not pertaining to, it's not pertaining to, amen, the salvation Amen, in the, in the Christian faith toward God. It is pertaining to going back and starting a new religion. Now, if you was going out there and start dropping down and start offering sacrifices and bowing to some idol somewhere, I, I would tell you what. I would tell you don't come back here. Because I don't think, I don't think God, I mean, it's, it's they, 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 refused to believe that Jesus took care of their sins. That's why I was teaching a while ago. They, they, they could not believe that Jesus took care of everything. A goat was better. A bull was good, better. Whatever. Okay? And so they had returned back to a religion. They turned back to a belief that made Jesus, amen, put him to shame. Amen. amen. Praise God. And I will, I'll stop there. And we will start there next Wednesday night and go on. And I'm just going to give you a little clue. Uh, verse number seven. You want to read verse number seven? Somebody read verse number seven. Okay, that which beareth thorns and briars and rejected and is nigh unto cursing, amen, whose end is to be burned. But beloved, beloved, 
we are persuaded better things of you. And Paul gave him a warning because he did not believe that those folks had backslid, had gone back on God, or had gone back to the Jewish faith or or offering sacrifices. Because I am persuaded better things of you. I just warned you, amen, if there's a thought in your mind, you need to forget it because you got to go on to perfection. You're in the church, you got to go on to perfection. Don't look, be looking back to perfection. Hello? Let's stand. I don't know where I made sense or not, but I think I have. I've tried to. I tried to give every, every one of you know. Amen. You're precious in the eyes of God. No matter how many times you stumped your toe. That don't give you any freedom to say, okay, God loves me always. No. There's more warnings. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk like next Wednesday night about blaspheming the Holy Ghost. That's what we need to worry about. Lord, thank you for your word. Help us, Lord Jesus. May God some way, Lord, we have confidence in everything, God, that you have said and you'll do. And God, when we don't understand, sometimes we need to search the scriptures to know, Lord, that God, your love is going all the way to the Lord to eternity with us. God, somehow you'll, you'll convict, you'll change, you'll direct, you'll call God to us. And Lord, I, I thank you for every time that you've spoken in my ears even when, Lord, I was not, God, what I needed to have been to help me, Lord, along the pathway, God, to where we are today in Jesus' name. Go with us, Lord. Give us faith and confidence. May joy, God, rise in our hearts, knowing, God, that you're still with us and you're going to guide us and direct us. And if need be, you'll whip a few, few of us sometimes, Lord, to keep us in line. We ask it all for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. Praise God. Bless you. Hello. Just a moment. We need a peanut brittle crew tomorrow night. We got to make about 80 bags. I think it is peanut brittle. Robert's here. Brother Sanders. Anybody under 50 years old can come too. We, 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 don't, we don't, just because they're under 50, they can come. Need two or three more, please, please help us. Yes, all right. All right. Okay, all right. See, see you tomorrow night. All right. Six o'clock tomorrow night.